Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! And welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? You guys feeling refreshed, rested up after uh, the Patriots had a bye week, so we observed it as well? Love the bye. Gotta love the bye all around. Uh, week of stress, stress-free stress weekend of football, which doesn't happen often, especially after a nice win, uh, a crazy win, an old, old, you know, Old soul win, however you want to put it. <laughs> Old football win. Feels great. Somewhere yeah. John Madden was smiling during that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going in, a little winning streak going on. We, late in the season, pretty healthy team still, which is, you know, knock on wood, very uh, fortunate for us. So um, get a win going into the bye, recharge, hit this home stretch, and um, hopefully get us a, a, a pretty good seating here so we can get another bye in a couple weeks. Totally. A month ago, we were looking at the Bills from the other side of the the standings, looking up at them in the AFC East, go into Buffalo in some crazy, crazy elements. I mean, it was steady wins in the high 20s, gusts into the 40s, even the 50s. And uh, Belichick looked at that at at the weather and was just like, well, screw it, man. I'm just leaning into this. We got two headed running back crew. We got six excellent offensive linemen. And they just did it all fucking game. They didn't. They didn't pull any punches. They just played smash mouth football. By the end of that game, I swear to God, the Bills had eleven guys in the box. In the box. Yeah, and they it still couldn't stop it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they they finally made the adjustments to stop it. But um, yeah, it was one of those classic Bill Belichick games where I mean, this was a little more than his normal for sure. But where we're not going to make the mistake. So. Like you said, conditions are condoning mistakes. You're going to make a lot of mistakes in this weather. Um, they had a, a suspect run defense, and we ran it every – we passed it three times. Mac Jones threw the ball three times. They just handed it off, handed it off. Damian Harris had a – broke it for a big run. We were up by – you know, we went for two because we can't kick it. We were worried about kicking it. Which way you were going on the field was a huge factor, which ended up playing – um, you know, made a lot of hard decisions later in the game, especially that their coach fucked up on. But, um, yeah, Stevenson is just a beast. He's tough to take down. And their inability to make adjustments. I mean, the whole world knew that at a certain point we weren't throwing the ball. And they kept – they were in nickel. They are like, we're in nickel. We, we play nickel, so we're going to stay in nickel. Josh Allen couldn't do enough at the end. I'm surprised. I'll give him props for not throwing interceptions. But great win by the Patriots. Yeah. I would say the word that comes to mind watching the game was bizarre. I've never seen um, any kind of pro team. I, I don't even know if I've seen it in college. It felt like an Army-Navy game from the 1940s or 50s where it was just like they had not heard of the, the concept of a forward pass. Um, three passes to 46 rushes, everybody getting involved. Uh, Ramondre, Damian, uh, Bolden, Jonu Smith ran the ball, Bourne ran the ball, Aguilar. Uh, Mac Jones is 46 to three rushes to pass attempts and the bills knew it was coming and couldn't stop it at their own house. It was embarrassing for them. Um, it could have gone sideways. I mean, we only ended up putting up 14 points and the bills couldn't muster anything against our defense. It was really some old school football on a game plan that I haven't seen in a long time. 
Yeah, some really fun, just like mental aspects to this game where I don't think they have this game plan. They're not able to really stick with the the ground game uh, in isolation unless they have the lead the entire game. So that that big touchdown right up front, two-point conversion, which allowed them to have that edge over Buffalo, uh, mm-hmm. that four-point edge eventually with, with the field goal and then ultimately a seven-point edge. I think that was a, a big aspect to the game. And then in the second half, I thought it was a really interesting uh, call for Sean McDermott. So he defers in the first half. And then in the second half, he gets to decide, do I want the ball or do I want the wind in the fourth quarter? And I was sitting yeah. there like, ooh, I know what Belichick would pick. I know yeah, yeah. he would take the wind in this game. Uh, McDermott goes the other way. He he takes the ball. Um, ends up not really affecting them that much uh, just because Josh Allen's arm strength. He was able to throw the ball relatively well, in, especially yeah. in the second half. The first half was a little bit wonky. But then um, when it really came down to it, in the fourth quarter, they were in the red zone. The Bills were in the red zone four times in this game and got yeah. one and like couldn't get much going at all. A uh, couple turnovers, turnover on downs at the end of the game, right there, missed field goal, which basically counts as a turnover. I mean, you give the ball to the other team with really good field position. Totally, yep. And, you know, it, it just goes back to the Patriots got the lead up ahead. Uh, there are a lot of teams in this league that play well with the lead. We're going to see one of them next week, the Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland Browns are one of those teams. The Baltimore Ravens are one of those teams. There's not a ton of teams that can really come back and, uh, you know, maybe the Patriots are one of those teams that can't really come back and needs to be front leading. So that that was massive for them to take the lead so early. Offensively, you know, Damian Harris got a ton of carries. Ramondre Stevenson was maybe even better. Uh, Damian gets a little bit banged up at the end. But can you believe that Michael Onwenu, as an eligible tackle playing tight end, had more snaps than any receiver in this game for the Patriots? Yeah, that's that's a crazy stat. Kind of, <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about, hey, he's going to be a weapon at the sixth guy, you know, we, us having a sixth lineman that started caliber is a weapon, and they used it, like you said, to full advantage. I mean, Brandon Bolden had four friggin' rushes for 28 yards. It's like they knew we knew we all knew they were running the ball. And Bolden, who you know he, he had a good game, it just shows you the 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 way they were going. We you know you saw McDermott absolutely losing his mind on the sidelines. They should have won that game, Buffalo, in that fourth quarter. I thought that was it. I mean, there was a good point where they were moving the ball. They had made some serious completions. Diggs had a great catch. You know, Knox got involved. They had great field position, first the down. Entire, the entire game, great field position. They had position. great field position the entire game. But on that last drive there, they had they were at, what, the 10, the 12, 9-yard line, something around there. First down, and they had been throwing the ball. And the wind seemed like it had settled down just a little bit for a few minutes. And I was like, we're done. And then, you know, throw away. They get the holding penalty that pushes them back, or it was a false start. I think it was a false start penalty, pushes them back, and they just continue to shit the bed on that last play. We had three guys in coverage. We sent the house on that last play, and Miles Bryant peels off his guy. Three guys man-to-man against three guys, and Miles Bryant peels off and taps the ball, makes a great play. If they'd thrown to Miles Bryant's guy, I think it was, um, what's his name, Beasley there, it might have been a touchdown. I don't know. Josh Allen freaks out under pressure. I think we've learned that. We saw that in the Tampa Bay game that just happened this last weekend. You send extra rushers, as we said in the pregame. He doesn't know what to do. If you're a good quarterback, you win in that situation. If that was Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, whoever put, you know, Russell Wilson, whatever, Mahomes, they win that game. So, I don't know. That speaks to Josh Allen. Just uh, Just to add to Sean's point there, you had five of your offensive linemen 
get 100% of the snaps. And your sixth offensive lineman played 61% of the snaps. <laughs> so yeah. 61% of the time you had six offensive linemen in there. That's that's what that means, you know. It's it's incredible. I don't really think there's too much you can say about the offensive game plan, but um, defensively, I mean, our, our run defense looked great for the first time. Um, well, not for the first time, but but exceptionally for for a good portion of this game. I, and yeah. I think it's the Bills' run game pretty much sucks. If it's not Josh Allen running the ball, then they don't have a Nothing. great answer to that. Uh, Miles Bryant had kind of a tough game for the most part, but um, made a huge play when it counted. Some other guys really stepped up. I thought Bentley was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, really a very basic game plan. I don't think we've seen it very often. Yeah, somebody told me that they the Patriots had six offensive running plays, and that's all they did. It was like the the old Remember the Titans thing where we do oh, three yeah. plays. It's like Novocaine. Always works, just takes time. Uh, yeah, Bill's making... How, how embarrassing. How embarrassing to lose to, to that, though, you know? Well, that's exactly what the reporter asked them, and they did not like that question. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, they're like, how dare you even ask me that? It's like, well, you look embarrassed by the way that you're reacting to this question. Yeah. McDermott lost, was kind of all over the place at the end of his press conference, too. I mean, this one got to them, and rightfully so. It dropped them to 7-5. Um, and five. They just lost to Tampa in the seven and six, so they're reeling a little bit. And this is just—I mean, when you get beat like that, like you're saying, embarrassing. When you know the other team's gonna literally—I mean, we've talked about this in other games over the years of you know they're gonna run it, you know, situations they're gonna run it, stuff like that. How do you get beat like that? Those are game-changing, game season-changing situations. This game was, you know, very unique where you literally knew in the second half that they were running every single. Play. Like, it wasn't even a thing at that point. It was like, oh, was a they're not passing. It was t- to a fault. So, I mean, when they were in the red zone, it's like, all right, we have the wind. Let them throw the ball once or twice. But they they stood with I mean, I think those decisions would have been questioned if we ended up losing this game. But we didn't. So we look like a genius. And at the end of the game, Bill Belichick says, you know, they're like, oh, how are you going to prepare for the next game? And he goes, well, they haven't seen our passing game. On the Bills. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. they didn't fucking see the passing game. So, you know. They don't know what we're going to do. Let's say if, if it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, you're an idiot. Um, I think there's somewhere there's a fine line in between there. I thought there was at least a handful of times where I I really wanted them to throw the ball. Like could have thrown it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably should have thrown it. You know, third and nineteen or whatever. And and you know they're they're catching up to you. It's like fourteen to ten, and you, and you hand the ball off, and it's just like you know. Okay. There was a couple times I was texting you guys. I'm like, this is bizarre. Yeah, it got a bit tight there in the fourth quarter, but you can apparently hit, count on Josh Allen to screw up in the red zone. I mean, they, they had the ball at the, the – the Bills had the ball at the Patriots' six-yard line with nine minutes to go, run up the middle, doesn't go anywhere, end up spending a timeout, which came back to bite them. Uh, then they get a sack. They wind up kicking a, a 35-yard field goal, I think. That one misses – uh, so yep. they, they're at the six-yard line, first and goal, and then they spend a timeout and wind up with no points. And then mm-hmm. similarly, they, they get the sack, um, big sack on that final drive. And then they have, uh, what what was it? There was like, I think it was a timeout. I, there was a, a, 
There was an injured player. Injured player, and then they ran the clock. They're they afterwards. didn't have a timeout, so they run the clock on right. you. So it screwed them because the Patriots had done that before with, uh, I think, Judon or someone was sitting down. Like, to kind of, you know, it might have been a get in their head type of thing. Maybe that's what they thought. So it kind of seemed like they tried to do it, too. Maybe the guy was hurt. I don't know. It's a cold night, so. But they didn't realize that it was going to cost another 30 seconds on the clock. Idiots. Yeah. It's dumb he, coaching. Yeah, because they waited like 32 seconds for him to sit down on the field. Meanwhile, if you sat down right away, the clock would have stopped, and then you would have just had the one play clock to go through instead of two. That was a big mistake. Kick, kicking game was huge. Not saying that um, our punting was the best it could be, but Nick Folk hits two field goals, including one over 40 yards. Their guy misses one. Uh, however, our kick return game, not so great. James, you were saying, got to avoid yeah. the big mistake, which they did for the most part, except Nikhil Harry back on a punt return. I have no freaking idea why he's back there. Why is what it not? Doing? It should be Gunnar Olszewski and Jacoby Myers. And you should tell him, unless you're absolutely certain, get the fuck away from that ball. Instead, they let yeah. Nikhil Harry out there, who is notoriously lost on the field. He gets it tipped off his helmet. And then afterwards... I mean, that leads to the Bills' touchdown. Afterwards, he's back receiving the kick. I'm like, get him off the field in a special team situation. But I do like the idea of having him return kickoffs regularly because he's he's like Corderell Patterson. He's just that big guy that's tough to bring down. Corderell's definitely definitely faster. But I like the idea of getting the ball in the open field like that. But you, you just can't have him out there in a, a, a position where he can make a giant mistake in – in a game that means so much and in these conditions where it's so conducive to mistakes being made. I would rather have no one back there and try to block the punt, you know, and I don't really see in that, in those wind conditions, why you would even try to return the punt. Yeah. They shouldn't even have anyone back there. It's like at that point, I thought it was, he didn't go after the ball too. It's like, why didn't you jump after? Because it, he got away from it. It bounced. He went towards it. It hit his helmet. Then he went back off again. And that it was confusing at the time when it happened. Like, okay, did it actually hit him? Because it looked and it just nicked him. But it's like, what, what are you doing? The, what could be gained from being anywhere near that fucking ball? Like, there's no point. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to return it. Run away. You know? <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. So that that was the one big mistake, and and the Bills capitalized on it to their credit, but. Uh, they made a ton of them down the stretch, and that's why the Patriots walk out with the victory. Now nine and four, as you mentioned before, the Bills dropped to seven and five, ultimately seven and six after Week 15. Uh, and there's a two-game spread between these teams in the AFC East. Now they do play again in two weeks, so that could get shrunk. Uh, and you know, th- there's a chance that if the Bills come out on top against the Patriots in the next one, uh, the Bills will have the edge on the divisional record because the Patriots have that loss to the Dolphins. So if there is a tie between them with their records at the end of the year, they would have the tiebreaker there, which makes yep. it j- super important for the Patriots with the Bills next week. But we'll talk about that when it's uh, more applicable. Other games in week 14, week 13, I should say, which was when the, the Pats and Bills faced off on Monday night. Not that much, many good games. I mean, there really wasn't much. It's kind of hard to go back now a week and a half later, but the one that sticks out, uh, Detroit gets on the board. Count on it for the Vikings to trip and fall on their face at the end of the game you against Detroit. That. I called it like weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. you did. Hey, got to give it to you. You called it. Yeah, but uh, tip, typical Vikings. Turn around and, and beat the Steelers. Try to give it away on Thursday night following their loss to 
to Detroit. But uh, yeah, the Lions get on the board. They're still in the driver's seat for the first overall pick, even though there's no consensus number one prospects this season. Uh, other games that week, really not much. Kansas City handled Denver. They're, they're making a strong push late in the season here. And uh, Baltimore trips and falls uh, playing the Steelers. Baltimore followed that up with a loss this week to the Browns. So they seem to be cratering. Chiefs and, and Patriots are, are moving up the standings, and they're sitting tied for first place in the AFC right. right now at 9-4. and four. Patriots, are. Right. Patriots well, Titans, Chiefs are all 9-4. and four. Pats have the tiebreaker over the Titans due to the head-to-head, uh, but we don't play the Chiefs this year. So that'll rely on the conference record, which helps because Patriots are 7-1 and one in the conference. Chiefs are 4-4. Four and four. So we would really have to fall off a cliff. Yeah. I think yep. it's clearly down to... Uh... The Chiefs are the only team that make me nervous in this in in this conference. Really, <laughs> I think the Ravens are falling apart. How many times have they scored twenty points in the last five games? Uh, zero. Um, Lamar Jackson's hurt too. Terrible. Yeah, they're really ankle? struggling. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's ankle banged up. Uh, they just lost their best corner for the season, Marlon Humphrey. Uh, they're not looking particularly good, and they're starting to lose some games. Buffalo is. Kind of blowing it, right? You would say Miami looks good, but they they're still they had such a bad start that they're they're still I think they still have a losing record. Um, we saw Tennessee. I think right now it's you saw what the Chiefs did to the Ra- Raiders last week. I mean, it was game was over in like the first quarter. I think that the Chiefs are and the Patriots are the teams on the the upswing that look like they're they're kind of on a collision course. It does feel that way? Definitely feels that way. There is a sneaky team. That could be a problem, uh, and I, I feel a little weird saying this, but the Indianapolis Colts, the team that's on deck for this week, Saturday Night Football uh, sure in Indianapolis, I'm looking at some of these stats. This team is good. You know they're number one in the league taking the ball away? Did yeah. not know that. They uh, have in, large part, in, large part to, um, sorry, in large part, thanks to Darius Leonard, who's got five forced fumbles. That's crazy. What a beast. They got 15 <clears throat> interceptions to top that off, 29 total takeaways on the year uh they're the number three scoring team number nine uh scoring allowed 11th in total offense 13th in total defense it's one of the best rushing attacks in the nfl second in total yardage first in yards per attempt carson wentz is taking care of the ball he's only got six interceptions he is a fumble machine count on a fumble from carson wentz this week but you know when i was thinking about this team i was like isn't it pretty simple you just kind of stack the box and keep carson wentz in the pocket force him to actually play quarterback yeah, I mean, it seems like that. Um, he's actually having a pretty good season. I thought he was terrible. I mean, he's got 22 touchdowns to five interceptions, which is pretty good. 63% uh, completion percentage, which is a little low, but not bad. I mean, they've got arguably, can we say the best line in the, the league? Do they have the best offense? I mean, they're, they're definitely up there, right? They're up there in the short list. On the short list, I mean, they've got um, – is Quentin Nelson playing? Do we know that? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, so, I mean, he's arguably the best interior lineman in the league. Um, they're bruising. Jonathan Taylor, as you guys mentioned, is running through people, but probably because of that offensive line. You know, it's difficult to say. We've played teams with really good running games and really good offensive lines, and they've beaten us. I mean, when we scheme it correctly, we do, you know, load it up with big guys. Um Tighten the splits a little bit. Godshaw's really been coming on. Um, and I, th- I think we can slow them down. And like you said, I don't know. Their their passing game isn't very scary. Michael Pittman Jr. is kind of leading the way for them. Everyone else is, you know, less than a second receiver on their team. 
I mean, I think we can slow them down. I'm not really afraid of the Colts. Um, I can't say that I'm – I basically the rest of the season, including the Colts, I'm, I'm really not worried about any of these. And we can afford to drop a game, technically. One. You know, but we got to beat the Bills if we do that. Right. we got to beat the Bills. Um, but I don't know. I'm, you know. I'm trying to look at and see more about Indy because I'm surprised at their record for, you know, the stats. You, just, you know what I mean? It's like they're in the middle of the pack. They're, it's not like they're leading their division. I know, obviously, Tennessee's leading, you know, in front there, but it's not even close right now. Yeah, well, Indy started 0-3 on the season. So they yeah. that's that's where a lot they of the problems They figured it out. Happened. I mean, they lost to Seattle, Los Angeles, and Tennessee. I mean, that's, that's tough, but... They, they lost an overtime to Baltimore, overtime to the Titans, and they lost to the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. And what was a pretty close game. And that's that's their only losses since September. You know, yeah, so you I mean, can explain those away as, as like moral victories in each one of those cases. Uh, otherwise, beaten Dolphins, 49ers, Bills, Texans a couple times. Uh, they, they do benefit yeah. from playing in that division. And playing a lot of really shitty teams and running up the score on the Texans in particular, who they've outscored 62 to three on the season in their two wins, so that helps big time. Uh, but you know they're they're just kind of a pretty solid balanced team, which reminds me a lot of the Patriots. Yeah, you can only really play you know you can only play your schedule too. And after week three, I mean they've only lost to Baltimore, Tennessee, and Tampa. Those we would say those are all good teams. Um, they've handled business where, where they were supposed to beat San Francisco. There's a couple of good wins in there, Miami, Buffalo. I don't know that they've played anyone great. I mean, this, the schedule is the schedule. Wentz has, uh, has been playing pretty well though. He, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a different player now that you see him reunited with Frank Reich. And, yeah. um, he's been solid. Not a lot of picks, not a lot of big mistakes. Like, like was kind of his, um, MO in that last year in Philly. And um, you know what they want to do. They want to run the ball, and they want to they want to get it to Pittman. And it's a, it's a solid defense, so it's a good test. But I think it's a team that we should handle pretty. I not say easily, but I think it's a team we should handle. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Just you know, we usually do pretty good against the teams that have like they do some stuff really good, but it's only one or two guys. You know, it's not yeah. the high flying Kansas City offense with. The best tight end and the best receiver and good running backs and other good secondary third you know second third receivers. They yeah. got you know Jonathan Taylor. They got Hines, who's okay. And uh, I want to say and, uh, you know Pittman. So it's it's not it's not a lot to defend. Yeah. And we have the the pieces to defend it. It's a matter of you know can we go execute? It's interesting. We're both coming off a bye. Is that am I seeing yeah. that right? Yep, that's a late one. That's not common, is it? Nah, latest bye in NFL history. But yeah, it's. Kind of a benefit for the Colts to catch us off the bye. Um, catch them being off the bye themselves um, and not not be outpaced that way in terms of preparation. I think we yeah. match up really well with them, what they want to do offensively. You mentioned the strength of the team is the offensive line uh, in the running game. I think we, we found something a few weeks ago where we go to that real big package, three defensive tackles, Matt Judon on one edge, Kyle Van Noy on the other, and then Bentley and Hightower in the middle. That's a big old front seven. And then you can... Kyle Duggar is practicing again. He's off the COVID list, so he's he's Good. another guy that could be that eighth man in the box. I think they're going to go out with that real big package, and then we're going to walk Duggar up into the box. We're going to pack the middle of the field, not let him throw to Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle in there, and force him to throw it to the outside. Look for Devin McCourty to play single high safety most of the time, J.C. Jackson follow around Michael Pittman, 
and wait for Wentz to make a mistake. You know, set the edge in the run game, pressure it up the middle, keep Wentz in the pocket, make him be a professional. And I just, I, I can't see, I, I think they'll they'll be able to move the ball a bit, but I think we're going to stop them in the red area. So I think it's going to be a lot of field goals for them. Uh, conversely, on the other side of the field, they got some serious players on defense. DeForest Buckner is a handful in a big way. Quiddy Pay is playing pretty well off the edge, the first round player um, out of Michigan defensive end. Darius Leonard, you mentioned, is a superstar at a, at a middle linebacker, will linebacker. And then on the back end, this is where they might be a little bit light uh, with Xavier Rhodes, who's got cement feet playing cornerback at this age. Um, Rocky Sin is, is pretty good at cornerback, but not great. Kenny Moore at, in the, the nickel is a good player. But other than that, I feel like we're going to be able to pass the ball. And this game is going to be indoors, controlled conditions in the dome. Uh, I feel like our passing game is, is going to do all right as long as we can keep Mac upright. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe it's not as big a running game for us offensively, but I think that Mac's going to have a pretty dang good day. Yeah, I mean, I could see yeah, after the last game us coming out and just firing the ball all over. In a dome, great conditions. I think Bill's just loving this, you know, uh, narrative that's coming around. You know, oh, you know, look at him run the ball. I think he's going to come out. He's going to throw it. I think he's gonna. They're gonna throw it a lot. They're gonna take some shots over these safeties in the secondary. Um, I think we're gonna try and score. I think we're gonna try and score a lot. It's definitely gonna be very different than last game. I love the narrative that people uh, say Belichick doesn't want Mac Jones to get any of the praise, so he, so he made him throw the ball only three times just for the just for the glory. That's hilarious. Jonathan um, Taylor. I'm just looking at his numbers here. 1,348 yards, five 5.6 yards to carry. 16 touchdowns, and there's still, what, four weeks to play? Yeah. That's incredible. Um, Okarike, the uh, the other linebacker there, has got 107 tackles. Kenny Moore has always been a decent play. Good hands. Uh, Buckner. Muhammad's got five sacks. So, I mean, they have a good defense. It's been good for a few years now. And um, they definitely have some weapons. So, you know, it's, this isn't, you know, a pushover team. they got to come in there and play hard. It'll be nice to see us on turf for um, um what's going on down in houston do they have what are they was that game wasn't that game down there or was that up here houston yeah i think we did go to houston okay so we did play on turf in houston that's, that's turf, kinda, right yeah i believe it is yep yeah it'll be nice to see the controlled conditions see everything this offense can do uh we can unleash some of the guys defensively uh in terms of confusing carson wentz which i i hope is a good thing frank reich is Pretty aggressive offensively. I think he's scaled it back a bit since earlier in the season. He was way over aggressive when they played the Ravens and lost in that overtime game. Uh, but still, I, I feel pretty confident. Can you believe that the Colts are favored by two and a half points in this game? Love it. Love it, right? I, really? Love I didn't it. Know. Kind of stupid, but I love that. I absolutely love that they're favored. Can you believe that we're first place in the AFC? No. <laughs> no. I, mean, I didn't think there was a chance, you know, after Buffalo, you know, I thought. I thought this year, I probably said it before on this show, but I thought this year our ceiling was, you know, a good wild card spot. Like that's as good as it's going to get. This is Buffalo's division. They have so much talent. They have a lot going on. They have an easy schedule. This is their year, and we're not going to touch them. And not only did we get that, we are, yeah, the leading team in the AFC right now. Yeah. If you told me it's, eight or nine wins coming into the season with a rookie quarterback, kind of rebuilding a lot of young players on the team um you know good offensive line and secondary i would have said coming in but you know not a ton of weapons um 
kind of kind of a lot yeah. of number two a lot of number two options some aging linebackers um you know big question mark at, at uh on, on the defensive line i would have been ecstatic with with eight or nine wins but we're at nine wins now and we got what four games left so yeah incredible I didn't, I didn't think it was possible i didn't think it was possible for us to even be in contention so they're they're sitting at, at nine and four in that three-way tie as we've mentioned for first place i feel like if you can get to 12 and five even if they drop one along the way, as long as, uh, yeah, if they, if they drop one along the way and wind up at 12 and five, I think they they got the inside track. They got the Colts and Bills in these back-to-back weeks, and then they got the Jaguars and the Dolphins to finish out the season. Uh, Dolphins might be a, a little tricky there. Jaguars definitely won't be. Urban Meyer, woof. Uh, but then you look at Probably some of the won't. other, yeah, you look at some of the other teams. I mean, the, the Chiefs are on fire right now, but they got to go, and play the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Broncos. None of those are layup wins. They'll be favored in all those games, but the Chargers are really coming on right now. Steelers have all strung together teams, a couple games. All fighting for playoff. Right? Yeah, it's going to so, mean a lot to every one of those teams. Maybe besides the Steelers, but everybody. Chargers, yeah. like, Chargers got two big ones. Really fighting for playoffs. Yeah, Chargers are 8-5 and five right now. If they beat the Chiefs, they take over the driver's seat in that, in that division. Uh, so that's going to be a huge one. That's Thursday night. I am so jacked up for that game. That's going to be a ton of fun to watch. Uh, but the Pats find themselves in a really good spot. And so if they can take care of business this week against Indy, they they definitely have a good, uh, they got the pole position. And, and that's what you, where you want to be in December. So in terms of predictions for this game, I think I already laid out the game plan. I, I think that they're going to go after, but I, I'm pretty confident. I don't know. I probably shouldn't be this confident, especially when you see the line like that. And you're like, oh, shoot, this looks like a trap bet. Uh, but I got Pats 30 to 16 in this game. Yeah. I mean, I've been confident with this game since I looked at the schedule back in August, like we are going to beat the Colts. We've had their number for years. I don't think this is, I think they do have a good squad. Um, but there's just stuff, stuff just pointing in Patriots, you know, pointing Patriots right now for a lot of different ways and a lot of different reasons and the way we've won games and stuff like that. I think if we take care of the football down there, which we've been doing a pretty good job at. Um, they'll make a few mistakes to lose the game, and I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think our I think our offense is gonna have a little bit of a day, so I'm gonna go 33, uh, 33 to 20. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna go Pats 27-16. Got to hold on to the ball. Got to take care of the ball. That's what this defense is good at, taking the ball away from you. On the other side, pretty obvious. Got to stop the run. Got to stop the uh, the big play from Michael Pittman. Um, if you could do those things, I think you, you easily win this game. But got to come to play. Got to come to play in a big way. Uh, and I rhymed it. So this weekend, it's we just got into the Saturday football. So the Patriots are obviously playing on Saturday. But it looks like... Yeah, by the way, I hate the Saturday football. Why? What's oh, wrong yeah. with you? I, Saturday night, I want to watch them at 8.30. It's like, oh, you, the one night a week, anyone has anything to do anything? It's like, all right, we got to watch the most important fucking game of the year. Yeah, you get together and you watch the game. No, I'd rather not do it, and I'd have it rather on Sunday at four o'clock, which is the best time slot of the games. Any game. <laughs> I think I don't like the Saturday night game. It's like why? Why would? Why not have it on Friday night? You know, I disagree. I think the worst night is Monday and Thursday. Honestly, I don't even like the Sunday <laughs> night game because if you want to, if you want to like have a couple drinks and watch the game, you could do it on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday night. It's perfect. You know what I mean? Thursday night. I mean, I get it from no, that standpoint. Thursday night sucks. Monday nights, I mean, 
yeah, I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with Monday Night Football. Anyways, I don't know. The Saturday night thing, it's like you got one one real night a week when you're not exhausted. Football, I don't need a lot of energy to watch. I got usually some energy on Saturday night to go do stuff. Not a fan of the Saturday night game. It's selfish on the NFL's part. They should have put it at 425 on Sunday, the best time slot of the week, and everyone would have been happy. Everyone. You're right. Absolutely everybody would have been happy with it. Everybody. <laughs> Why don't you just record it and watch it at 4 o'clock on Sunday? Yeah, Do that. Same. Yeah. Well, you guys are suffering from East Coast uh, time zone affliction, where those Sunday night games don't end until almost midnight, and you can't do anything. Well, can't do anything about it. But in the central yeah. time zone, you're in bed at 1030, and you're happy. Uh, I was so excited. Well, I was so excited last night to watch the Cardinals and Rams. And I don't know about you. I'm, I'm working 85 hours a week. I'm trying to watch the game, and I'm just fading. And I'm fighting it, and I I can't do it. You know what I mean? It's too late. It's too late. Too late for that stuff. But anyway, Saturday games uh, might be the best games of the weekend. The Vegas Raiders, who seem to be falling off a cliff, but they're always fun to watch. You just never know what you're going to get from them. Playing Cleveland uh, in a game that means a lot to both teams. Vegas is really falling out of contention right now. Cleveland is right in the thick of it uh, in the NFC North, especially with the Ravens falling backwards. Other games yeah. this weekend, I'm, I'm just not that impressed with most of them. I mean, Tennessee's going to Pittsburgh. There's always a chance the Titans could get upset in that, and that would have good implications for the Patriots. Cincinnati going to Denver. Who is the Cincinnati Bengals team? I mean, they're great. They're terrible. Offense is unstoppable. Then they can't hang on to the ball. Joe Burrow leads the NFL in interceptions. I mean, I, I cannot get a grip on any of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with them. Uh it's like every time I th- it's like they get they have a big win they think they're awesome little Kansas City Chiefs syndrome and then they get smacked in the mouth because they don't have actual guts I don't know it's weird it's you know and, and it's like clockwork this season too like they kick the crap out of someone you know they're losing them. it just comes yeah. that it's a, this is what happens so you're saying Denver is going to win this game that's what you're saying yeah yeah I think there's a handful of good games um, Packers Ravens that's a, yeah, good, that's a one. good one. Lamar's not playing. Lamar's right? not going to play. That's going to be. Lamar's not going to play right They're going to have smoked. So, I mean, Chiefs Chargers is a really good one. It's on Thursday night. What a waste. Uh, oh, Raiders man. Browns. Really? Wow. Yeah. Right. That game should be flexed to like Sunday night, you know? Raiders Browns is uh, the other one before the Patriots, so I'll watch that one. Um, Titans Steelers, man. The Steelers are hanging around. Just hanging around. Um, I don't know if they can do it, though. Six and six. I guess if they get to ten and six, they're still in it. They're six, six, and How one. Many teams? One. Yeah. I feel like there's eleven, ten or eleven teams in the AFC that have a legit chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean the, the Dolph- Dolphins are on a huge winning streak, and they're in thirteenth place in the AFC. They're six and seven in thirteenth place, but they're only one game back of the Bills for seventh place. So yeah. it's like right. it, there's going to be so much shuffling. And all this is going to get mixed up, especially with all these divisional games that are going to happen. I mean, right now in the playoff picture, Ravens, Browns, Bengals, Steelers are separated by like a game and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, the Raiders. Game. The Raiders are probably pretty close to that mix too, right? They Raiders are. They're six they're and there. seven. They're right ahead of the Dolphins. Yeah, there's going to be some shit going down. Plus, not to mention, some teams are going to serious deal with some serious COVID shit this yeah. week and next week. I don't know if you guys heard. Did you hear about the news? What news? Yeah, big spikes, big spikes, right? Yeah, it's the big spikes. Most um, cases in uh, most confirmed cases in the NFL, I think, in in like total. 
since a, since COVID was a thing, which is crazy thinking that last year there was no vaccinations, whatever. The Rams are in like shutdown, like ridiculous mode because they had five or six guys test positive. They're in like insane COVID restriction time or something they're calling it. I don't know what the hell that means, but good luck to them. And there might be other teams that are doing that as well. Like it's a thing. It's fucking becoming. Wow. Coming off their biggest win of the season, too, the Rams. Getting over the hump, beating the Cardinals, uh, and then now everybody's sick. Going to be out on the list. Good for Matt Stafford, huh? What's he, like, 6-80 and against winning teams in his career? (laughs) I mean, that's like, I feel bad for him. That's what what playing in Detroit does for him, you know? Oh, yeah. It's got to wear you down at some point. Uh, Speaking to somebody from the opposite end of the spectrum, Tom Brady throws his 700th career passing touchdown this weekend uh, that's postseason and regular season included definitely a record uh the guy's unstoppable he is by far and away the front runner for the mvp race right now his he's got a cupcake schedule the rest of the season i mean he's gonna hit 50 touchdowns definitely this the guys he, he can't be stopped I don't it's insane i mean just most guys can't even most people i know in regular life in their 40s that have never played football are dealing with injuries and body issues and like oh yeah my fucking knee's killing me they weren't he's a professional football player 44 years old and he's the best not even like he's still pretty good he's still doing you know chipping away at the old he is the fucking best to win an mvp in your 40s i mean it's I, what's the oldest before this tom brady at like 39 or something almost definitely yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like I mean, insane. It's I don't know. Absolutely fucking insane. The only person that's in the conversation at this point, besides him, has got to be like Jonathan Taylor, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers having a good season. He's playing really I mean, well, and you you have the on the field evidence of what that team looks like with Jordan Love at quarterback and what it looks like with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and you go, whoa, that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's Brady's to win. And I think you know the other what? The craziest thing is that the Patriots and Bucks right now are the two most favorited teams to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I heard there's like a 30% chance it's the highest of any two teams uh, that could meet in the Super Bowl. Can you imagine that? Oh, my God, that'd be crazy. Uh, <laughs> it would be, it would be, you know, I, it would be bittersweet. I mean, obviously it would be great, but it would be like, wow. Well, imagine if you two did stay together. You won last year. You would have won this year. You would probably win next year. Yeah. In all honesty, I, mean, I know things obviously would be different, but it just goes to show it's like if that somehow does happen, like nobody even like the rest of the league, I'd be pissed if I was an onion. Like, what are we supposed to do? It's incredible. What, we, just... what can we do? Uh, you're the Bills right now. What are you doing? Yet you were top of your division, rolling along, playing great. The Patriots come, kick the shit out of you. You go, you, they beat you. Now you lose the division. Then the, the Tom Brady comes, kicks the shit out of you. Now you're barely in the playoffs. Dude, can you imagine? And, and this is likely. Tom Brady wins the MVP, and Bill Belichick wins Coach of the Year. For different teams. For different teams. Like, that that could happen. You know, legit, that could happen this year. And then the and rest then, of the country hates us, even more yeah. so than they do oh. already. Well, I think it just At least further hit- proves that, you know, all these people that say anything about you know, people beating Brady or Belichick to the most rings. It's like, it's never, it's just never going to happen. You need the best at coach and quarterback to sniff six rings for two decades, for 20 years. Yeah. And all the comparisons too should end because they're both great. And just, you know, 
it shouldn't take away from the other that that one's doing well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're right, both I agree. Doing, well, especially now, it's not like, you know, last year people were worried about Falachek and, you know, he was getting tested a little bit there, which clearly, you know, he made the Cam Newton trade or got Cam Newton. I mean, not the trade, but he made that decision. But uh, Cam Newton is awful. Dog shit. He is like, awful. Holy shit, is he bad. Poor guy. <laughs> I don't want to say he's he's awful at he's football. He's not a quarterback. He's, he's not awful at football. He's just not a quarterback, you know? Like, yeah, what are you doing? If there was another position where you could have the ball and, and just run all the time, he'd be great at it. But yeah. you have to throw the ball at that position. Um, well, sometimes at least. Last week yeah. we did. But, yeah, I mean, it just, you know, Bill Bill is back atop. I mean, he's number one seed in the league. No one thought he could do it. He did it. He's fully back. Brady's still doing it. It's like, you know, I, I feel like it might even make the end. You know, how, how it ended a little bitter. It's probably going to just make that better. Because it's like, okay, we both want to go do our own thing. We were both successful at it. But I think we made the right choice. Brady's yeah. got showing no signs of stopping either. So like, no. You hear what he said? He was like, I saw a quote of him. I don't know if it was this from this past week or when it was from, but he basically said, you know, I can't imagine myself sitting on a couch watching other people play football because I'll just be yelling at the screen because of how much people suck. Like, I can't be sitting here on my couch watching other people suck while I'm better than them. Yeah. Wouldn't that be infuriating? <laughs> Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And it's, it's nice to be able to root for him, too, being in the NFC. You see that stat I sent you guys since he's been with the Bucks? He's got 60 touchdowns and zero interceptions in, in the red zone. Staggering. The fucking, he's a mutant. I remember when Brett Favre had the most touchdowns of all time at 508 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Brady's he got 700. Rushed it. Like, I don't know what you say about him, you know? He's just not not human. Yeah, and before Brett Favre, it was Dan Marino, and it was 420. That's inside the last, like, 10 years, 10, 12 years. It's gone from 420 to, I think his regular season, Brady's, is that 616 right now? It's becoming like three-pointers in the NBA, where it's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gone off the deep end. It is. It's stupid. It has gone off the deep I mean, he's insane. How many touchdowns does he have this year? 36. 36. He's going to break 40 touchdowns this year. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, he's gonna get. He's, he's up, gonna get real close to fifty. His interceptions are up to ten, which is a shitload. Because he had a couple bad games, but I mean, it's yeah, pretty good. Crazy, pretty good. So yeah, maybe there is a collision course in the next couple months between these two teams. Uh, but for right now, got to be happy with the Patriots in first place. Big test this weekend, going to Indianapolis and dealing with that ground game and the that solid pass rush defensively, opportunistic defense, but. We feel pretty confident here. I hope they feel pretty confident in that building. Everybody's healing up. Damian Harris is like, I took full advantage of the, the bye week to rest up. Uh, injury report has a few guys limited, but nobody is ruled out at this point or had to sit out practice. They were remarkably healthy for this stage of the, the year. Knock on wood. Four games left. Here's the home stretch. Let's fucking knock it out. Get get that first place bye and uh, just roll through this AFC. That's what I'm hoping for, but one thing at a time in Belichick's own mind. One thing at a time. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week to break all this down. We'll talk to you then. See you. Adios.